everyone to the greatest show on earth. Actually, scratch that. It's the greatest show on the internet featuring three dudes talking about games released in 1992. Yes, you heard that right. This is the King of Games 1992. A tournament where we have no sympathy, remorse, or pity for the games that enter into battle to get viciously mauled. My name is Ozzy Garcia, formerly of the Region Free Gamers podcast, and I am joined by two podcasters who have not yet entered the rerun phase of their careers. With me is Eric from the Unlockables podcast and Goobs from the Secret Levels podcast, rounding out our panel of three. How are you, dudes? Doing good, Ozzy. Thanks for having us on, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's awesome to be on King of Games. I've been a huge fan since you guys have started doing them. And uh, to be on with you, Ozzy, and you, Goobs, I'm, I'm huge fans of you guys. So this is this is really awesome. I really appreciate being We have here. an international podcast today, so Goobs... We're glad that you are bringing the international flavor here. Yeah, bringing the Canadian flavor up in here, a little bit of poutine for your freedom fries, and we're going to have a great show here. <laughs> no, but thank you guys. Today, we're still in the round of 16, and uh, what kind of match do we have today? Well, we have a veritable David and Goliath matchup. A wonder versus Goliath, nah, a wonder versus the Colossi matchup. Plucky underdog versus the ferocious overdog. I mean, you get the point. On one side, we have Mega Man 5, which got here by defeating none other than Nitrup in a sweep. Was it an underdog there? I don't know. In the other corner, we have Super Mario Kart, which comes at you with its blue shell to take on the competition. Who is the underdog here? Well, take your guesses, because now we're charging into battle. As a reminder, we're going to be judging this game based on four criteria. The first is our personal attachment to the game, meaning which of the two games is more meaningful to us. The second is critical and commercial reception, meaning how well did this game sell, and what did critics think of it upon release. The third criteria is the game's legacy, meaning how impactful was this game to the medium as a whole, and or how long was its influence tale. Lastly, we ask which game we would rather play in this day and age. After considering those four criteria, we put them all into a blender and make a final decision, which may or may not correlate with how many points each game won. So let's get it on, guys. Alright, so Mario Kart. This is uh, a huge game, and uh, it was released by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in North America on September 1st, 1992. Developed by Nintendo EAD, which was actually Shihiro Miyamoto's team, this started the trend, the series, that would dominate households, that would dominate college dorm rooms for many decades and still going strong. It was a showcase for the Super Nintendo's Mode 7 tech, and right next to F-Zero was one of the most impressive pieces of tech and software on the Super Nintendo. So, Eric, can you uh, give us a rundown? What is a Mario Kart? Who is a Mario Kart? Well, I mean, it's obviously a, a racer featuring uh, none other than our favorite mustachio plumber, Mario, obviously, and his friends uh, coming at you, like you said, released in 1992. Uh, kind of at the peak of Mario fever and kind of at the peak of the uh, Sega versus Nintendo console war. So, um, yeah, they released this game. I, I found it funny, just doing a little bit of research, that, uh, you know, Mario Kart wasn't even intended to be Mario Kart when they first started developing it. They wanted to develop a two-player game for F-Zero that released along with the launch of the, of the Super Nintendo, I believe. And they just found out the hardware limitations that they couldn't make it a two-player F-Zero. So, uh, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto and his team doing their classic, in my opinion, some of their best work when they're up against the hardware limitations of the system they're working on, um, started to put together this game and eventually just decided to include Mario and you know, the rest is kind of history. Like you guys said, it's it's kind of become the premier racing game. It's become one of Nintendo's flagship titles and really kind of started this idea that, 
hey, Mario can be more than just a, a platformer or a run and jump guy, and all of his friends can kind of come over and we can have these crossover games. So, uh, yeah, looking back on it, it was one of the first games I ever played growing up, uh, and I just think, yeah, at the time, very, very important title. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad that it didn't end up being an F-Zero sequel because mm-hmm. I am on record as saying that F-Zero sucks. So I'm glad <laughs> that they actually made a good game instead of an F-Zero sequel. Um, <laughs> so... Thank you, Mr. Miyamoto. I don't always agree with you, but here I am in full accord. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I just alienated like half of our audience. So um, <laughs> They've already tuned out. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> yeah, we're just complete, uh, you know, noobs. Uh, not goobs, noobs. Uh, <laughs> anyways, guys. So uh, and then on the other side, we have Mega Man 5, which uh, already, you know, kind of had its day in the sun here on the King of Games 1992. It was in the playing round. And uh, it had a pretty good showing. Um, it swept Night Trap, um, which was kind of impressive because uh, Corey Carlson from My Life in Gaming was there. And uh, if you guys know, Corey is a very big fan of Night Trap. So the fact that even Corey had to concede that Mega Man 5 was the better game was a little bit of a shocker for me. I thought at least there was going to be a, a throwaway vote in favor of mm-hmm. Night Trap. But lo and behold, Mega Man 5 is here. And this is kind of one of those games where you wonder... Does it deserve to be here? I think so. But uh, just a little bit of rundown. It was released by Capcom for the NES in Japan on December 4, 1992. And it also just made it into North America in 1992 on December 29th, 1992. And, you know, fun fact, this was the, the second Mega Man game released in 1992 because Mega Man 4 released at the very beginning of 1992. So clearly, there was a lot of Mega Man to go around back in 1992. And uh, you could say that... Uh, the market was cannibalizing itself just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, produced by Takuro Fujiwara, who is an absolute legend. We've gone before, we've gone a length before about how influential he has been to gaming. And, uh, you know, your typical story, Proto-Man kidnaps Dr. Light, Mega Man is out to rescue him, and then he faces eight bosses. Uh, one of who is uh, Napalm Man, uh, who we all know and love. Um, actually <laughs> brought to you by Oliver Stone. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, one of those games that has been kind of forgotten, you know, in the very, you know, in the very, uh, prolific Mega Man series. There are so many titles to choose from that this is one that's not talked about very often. Uh, but, uh, uh, Goops, what, what, uh, what do you think of Mega Man 5? I mean, does it deserve to be here? What's, uh, what's its place, you know, in 1992? Uh, 100% deserves to be here, actually. I didn't think it was going to make it, but it definitely did, and... Here we go. Well, it got the you got the charge Mega Buster coming in on this one, and you got that, and you got the slide going on too. Even though the slide was introduced in the third one, but yeah, it's great. Mega like for being on the NES, this game holds up against Mario Kart graphics wise. I believe a hundred percent and gameplay wise as well. It's uh, I don't know. We're gonna have one hell of a slugfest here, boys. Yeah, and I'm excited for it. Anything else you want to say, uh, Eric, before we get into the actual matchup? Yeah, just to kind of piggyback what uh, Goob said, and I, I think I kind of find myself in the unique situation here because it, it sounds like both you guys have extensive uh, experience with the series. Uh, I'm coming in with my sole experience before playing this game as being Mega Man X, and, and that's it. Uh, a lot of what I know about Mega Man is really through just like the pop culture and the zeitgeist and just things I've absorbed. Uh, listening to different shows and watching different things over the years. Um, so my expectations were very much set by Mega Man X, which I understand came out a couple of years later. Um, so 
getting to play this for the first time, I didn't really know what to expect coming in. But uh, I mean, I agree with everything that Goob said. It, when I played it, uh, the things I kind of expected going into it were uh, super tight controls, great level design, uh, amazing music, and it, it really delivered uh, just some early introductory thoughts on all those points for me. So um, I kind of laughed at this matchup when I first saw it because I was just like, oh, I just, you know, Mario Kart is such like a, a cultural thing. And I was just honestly, like, like even I was playing Mega Man 5 yesterday, I was just kind of shocked at how much fun I was having and how, how like Goob said, it, it holds up incredibly well in, today. And it's still a lot of fun to play and still controls really well. Uh, better than a lot of things probably from the NES era, era that's for sure. Uh, that's really the only points I kind of had to add to it. Yeah, but any developer made this game today, you, everyone would be buying it. Yeah. Like, yeah. people love that good old uh, retro look, and you can't get no crisper than Mega Man. Well, and, and one of the things that you realize in doing this uh, King of Games shows is that a lot of these games are look a lot better in hindsight when there wasn't that kind of history when you were playing them originally of having a lot of Mega Man games. This this was the the time of the fat cows when you were getting Mega Man games left and right, and now mm-hmm. we're lucky if we get a Mega Man game in like three years or or, or, or longer <laughs> than that. So. You know, we look back wistfully upon these days and years and, uh, you know, we can appreciate these games a lot more nowadays. And so this is what makes it so much, you know, of an interesting matchup because you have a game that is very hyped, very heralded, you know, such as Super Mario Kart, but that, you know, those type of games also tend to get a lot of pushback because they've been sitting on a pedestal for so long. People are like, Mm -hmm. well, hold up, wait a second. You know, are they really as good as people think they are, think it is, or... You know, the other type of games like Mega Man, where it's like no one has really given them a proper look. And you say, well, you know, I mean, in hindsight, this is actually a really good game playing it, playing it without the goggles of 1992. So I think with that, that's a good segue to get into the various criteria. And I think we're going to start with personal attachment. So since we're on the Mega Man train, uh, Eric, since you already started going down the route, tell us a little bit about your experience with Mega Man 5. You said that you had just recently played it, which is always a welcome, uh, a welcome insight, a welcome perspective to have someone that's playing it with fresh eyes. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I kind of I started playing games when I was three years old in 1994, so I, I was just kind of playing a smorgasbord of things at the time. Uh, and even going back to play Mega Man X, I didn't play Mega Man X till probably four or five years ago. So my experience up until recently with the Mega Man franchise was pretty much nothing. Um, but having played Mega Man X and now having the chance to go back and play Mega Man 5, um, and one thing that's just amazing about X compared to the older games too is they really nailed the feel of the jump to the 16-bit era. So... Um, the, the feel of both games feels just absolutely incredible and very similar, kind of the speed and the pacing and stuff. Um, but yeah, I went, like I said, Mega Man X was the first and only Mega Man game I've had experience with up until this point. Uh, so I kind of went into Mega Man 5 not really knowing what to expect. Before I started my playthrough, I kind of watched some videos and just to kind of get a basis of what kind of people thought at the time and uh, you know, people were saying, you know, it was better than four. You know, it, it holds up pretty well. Uh, it's easier than a lot of the other Mega Man titles who that are more or less pretty challenging. Um, but yeah, just in kind of my brief time playing it, uh, I really enjoyed everything about it. And I thought that uh, everything that I come to hear and learn about things that I loved about Mega Man X were were true from Mega Man 5. Uh, super tight controls. It was, you know, all your button inputs, all your controls, your jumps, everything were super tight, super crisp. Mega Man controls incredibly well. 
the level design, I think that one of Mega Man's strengths has always been its level design. Uh, you know, they never really put you in a position where you don't get a chance to learn something before you're screwed over by it. And I felt that playing Mega Man 5 and just the music too. The music is absolutely incredible. So I'm really coming into this with a kind of a view of not as much nostalgia for this one and just a very kind of critical eye uh, versus where Mario Kart where I have more extensive experience with. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to hear what you guys have to say about it because I know that both of you have a little bit more extensive experience with the franchise than me. I've never played any other Mega Man uh, classic game other than 5, so I don't have a lot of history or idea of how it stacks up against the rest of the series. So I'm going to be making my judgments kind of just based on what I experienced the last week playing it. Yeah, and, and I think, honestly, that's fascinating because... To me, it kind of goes to prove that if you were to judge a Mega Man 5 without the benefit of Mega Man 2, 3, or 4, I'm not counting 1 because that was still a little bit rough around the edges, mm-hmm. you would see that this is still a very tight game. If Mega Man 5 had released right after Mega Man 1, I do think in some way it would be hailed as you know, one of the top NES games of all time. It just mm-hmm. unfortunately was the victim of having been released after three Mega Man games, you know, two of which were considered two of the greatest NES games of all time, and in some circles, two of the greatest games of all time. So it's just interesting to see that you felt that it was such high quality without having benefited from playing Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3. So it just kind of Mm -hmm. goes to prove my suspicion that, that I had prior to this. Goops, what's your experience with Mega Man 5? What's your personal attachment? Well, uh, I remember getting hyped for this as a child because reading the Nintendo Powers and shit like that. Just uh, waiting for this game, waiting to see those new Robot Masters, waiting to see what Wily has next for me to conquer. Just getting so hyped for it, and I wasn't disappointed when this game came out. And as uh, in today's speak, I just went through and played Mega Man 3 for the Secret Level show and played this right afterwards. So I kind of jumped 4 just to get a refresher on, like, this game because I haven't played it in a while and there's quite a bit of difference between Mega Man 3 and 5 like graphics wise it, there's so much more stuff going on in the background and everything they really dialed this game in and the, the music is just freaking phenomenal I've always loved this soundtrack growing up mm-hmm. now do you think Probably that one of my that, favorites do you think that this you know game you know in, in your mind do you see it as a more enjoyable experience than Mega Man 3 because Three is kind of always hailed as one of you know as, as perhaps the best game in the original series, and between that and two, it's always a match of as to which one wins out. But you're basically almost, from what I'm hearing, saying that you know you see so much improvement in Mega Man Five. You know, does that mean that that you would prefer it? Do you do you think that this game stacks up you know better you know in hindsight? Yeah, I don't necessarily prefer it more. It's pretty much on the same plane as me, which is great because they're both really good games. Three's uh, three's a good one, but five's, they're both really good. I, it's hard for me to pick one above the other. Got it, got it. Uh, in terms of my personal attachments, I went into it on, on the last episode, so you can go listen to that, but uh, just for the benefit of Eric and Goobs, um, this was basically the second Mega Man game that I beat. Um, I beat it on the Mega Man Legacy Collection because I don't have fuck you money um, and I can't afford <laughs> you know the actual original card. Uh, I'm hoping that Goobs got the uh, original game and, and still has it to this day. Um, no, I'm almost do, sold that New York sale. Uh, <laughs> 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 
But but yeah, I mean, this game is stupidly expensive nowadays in the in the aftermarket. Uh, but yeah, I, I managed to play it on the Legacy Collection, and, and like Eric, I managed to play it without having extensive experience with the other uh, with the other games in the series. I, I had beaten Mega Man 3, but hadn't beaten Mega Man 2, 4, 6, and I'm not even mentioning the original Mega Man, because that one is a little bit too tough nowadays because <laughs> of, uh, you know, what's considered to be some cheap, you know, uh, design decisions. Uh, but yeah, I, I beat it. I loved it. Uh, I thought that it really got a bad rap because I, I thought that it was very well built. It was very well designed. And uh, it's it holds a special place in my heart because of that. Uh, and I'm actually looking forward to, you know, replaying the whole thing again at some point during this whole King of Games uh, tournament. And, and I'm really rooting for it because it's a, it's a game that has a lot of heart. It has a lot of charm. Yes, you have kind of the cliche story of Proto Man... You know, is is he a bad guy now? Did he kidnap Dr. Light? You know, who could it be? You know, it's like, how many times do we repeat the story? I think it was even <laughs> old back in 1992. But still, there's there's kind of a charm to that simplicity. It's like, yes, you know, it's it's you know that it's basic. You know that it's simple. But it, there there's a place for that. There's, there's room for that in this world. You don't have to be cynical. There doesn't have to be a, a super dark shade to everything so I, I appreciate that from the series and and this game was really geared towards you know children uh even though it probably hated those children because they were tough games <laughs> um but yeah I, I i think that this game really is a, a standout game particularly when you compare it to the games that released pre-1990 for the nes you could really tell that that capcom was really firing on all cylinders at this point they were really just doing, you know, some some great things. The team knew what it was doing, and you know, according to uh, to Inafune, KG Inafune, he said that the development of this game was one of the most enjoyable ones for him. So it, it clearly shows that you know the team was having a good time with it. It's one of the easier Mega Man games. So if you're looking for the Mega Man game to beat, you know, as a first timer. Uh, this is probably it. This is, this is a really good one to get your feet wet. Uh, but let's move on to Super Mario Kart, because I think this is the one that all of us here have some degree of personal attachment. So, Goobs, what is your personal attachment, and why does it involve beer? Oh, man. <laughs> Every... <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's when college comes around. <laughs> Being younger than that, when this game came out, you could not go to a friend's house or not have a sleepover and a big pizza party, pizza chips and pop party without Mario Kart being played and the controllers being passed around and everyone racing against each other. A lot of smack talking going on. Oh, man, it, that was some good times back in the day. And then it continues now, because now you can even play it on Switch Online against friends that you've never really met. You can play against people all over the world. Which is, So the fun just never ends. And uh, I just remember uh, people fighting over which character to pick. I always go Koopa Troopa myself. He's my number one guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just a great time playing it with the cousins and everything at my Nanny Froggy's house. Shout out to Nanny Froggy's. Got to get a shout out in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> love it, love it. How, how about you, Eric? I mean, yeah, pretty much, like I said, again, I'm going to piggyback off what Goose said. Uh, I, I, this is one of the first games I have early formative memories. I was three or four years old around the time that I played this game. Uh, one of the most distinguishing things I remember is I just being confused because I think at the time I was also playing Donkey Kong Country, and I didn't know why Donkey Kong didn't look the same as he did in Donkey Kong Country. I think it was Donkey Kong Jr. that was actually in Super it Mario is. Kart. It is. So I was just like, this is really confusing. I have no idea, but... 
Um, yeah, it's, to me, whenever I think of like early multiplayer things you play with your friends, like Super Mario Kart was like one of the first things. And uh, yeah, even one of my friends in college did, had a Super Nintendo and we would bust it out and play Super Mario Kart. And yeah, you got to play the drunk driving. That's just how, <laughs> how it's got to be. You got you to gotta finish your drink before you finish yep. the lap. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Uh, so yeah, I just think it's legacy in that regard is, is very strong. And for, and for me, it immediately made me a, a fan of, of the series forever. I've, I've played every single Mario Kart that's come out uh, and spent a lot of time playing uh, with friends, especially are some of the, the most special memories to me, for sure. Uh, and it also laid the groundwork for uh, one of my favorite games of all time, and, and in my opinion, maybe a spicy take, uh, the best kart racer of the 90s, Crash Team Racing. Uh, which I think is just a fantastic No, no spice game. here. I'll take that Dude. jalapeno and I <laughs> Dude, will that's serve it. it in a servo platter. <laughs> um, I just I had I had to get that in for sure. But um, yeah, it's it's a game that holds a really special place in my heart because it was just it, Super Mario World was the first game I ever played as a kid. So it was more Mario and just cemented my love of of him and all of those characters. And, and to this day, I will I will play every single Mario Kart that that comes out. I just I love it that much, and it's always my go to one of my go to games when my friends come over. Uh, even still to this day in my 30s, uh, having those pizza pop soda nights and just drinking with your buddies and just playing Mario Kart. So, yeah, a lot of personal attachment for me for this one. But both of you calling it pop, and I'm here in Florida calling it soda. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel like an alien in my own country. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so it is. But, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, Eric, uh, it's interesting because that's one of the unheralded aspects of Mario Kart. It was the first game i think where you know being able to play as characters other than mario was allowed and it allowed you to identify with characters that would typically either be your enemies uh npcs Mm -hmm. or you know or, or you would just not you know really have much interaction with them so you know being able to play as a koopa troopa that's not something that you were able to do before or right. being able to play as Bowser. My God, you're playing as Bowser. That's freaking amazing. So it, it really, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm just realizing now that it really allowed people to say, oh, this is the character I like. And it allowed the, the world of Mario per se to expand beyond just, you know, you have Mario, you have Luigi, you have Peach and maybe Toad. So it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think this this is what really catapulted that that franchise into a greater stratosphere in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my personal attachment, uh, this is the first time I talk about this game because it's the first time we talk about Mario Kart and King of Games 1992. Uh, but I do have a lot of it, similar to you guys. But what I remember from this game is that it was I started I played it for the first time around. I would say. 2001 which is really late when you really come to think about it but that's because i have an excuse i came to this country in 1999 and it was one of the few games that was still being offered in a very small dinky rental store that i could walk to from my apartment and mind you blockbuster had long ceased to rent snes games so when i saw (laughs) These games there, you know, some of them, you know, like Breath of Fire, I think I saw actually Dracula X at one point, but I saw Super Mario Kart and of course you you see Mario, you're a kid, you gotta get Mario. And finally, my nephews had a Super Nintendo, which is actually the Super Nintendo I now have nowadays, I, I never got rid of it. And so I said, you know what, let me rent it, I'll go to my nephews, you know, and I'll play it. By the way, my nephews, 
the, the oldest one was born when I was seven, so I was the really cool uncle that brought Super Mario Kart uh, to his house. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so I took it there, and boy, you know, it was just, like you guys said, just a fun experience. I think Mario Kart is good when you play it single player, but this game really shines when you go multiplayer. This is really a game that was meant mm-hmm. to be played in multiplayer. And I really think that, you know, compared to what had preceded it, Mario Kart had the emphasis on the couch multiplayer that other games of the era, yes, there was co-op, you know, you had Contra and that was amazing, but Mario Kart turned the gaming experience into a party, not Mario Party because that came after, but into a kind of, you know, social event. And I really think that cannot be understated because everyone, as you guys said, you remember the pizza party, you remember the drunk party, and and that, you know... (laughs) I don't think there were many games like that, you know, preceding Mario Mario Kart. Actually, I was going to mess up and say Mario Party. You know, I don't think people were rounding up, you know, and taking shots while playing Anticipation. <laughs> uh, but you could bet your ass that they were doing this while listening to some Nirvana. Um, so I, I really think that the, the memories with this one is strong. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that, that kind of leads me into the decision. So I'm just going to go first, you know, just to segue into it. It's uh, it's kind of you know interesting because I have a really soft spot for Mega Man, but you know in my mind there's no question that I gotta go Super Mario Kart. It's just those memories are so vivid. You know the memories of playing with my nephews, of playing with my brothers, of passing the controllers, of playing that battle mode. That battle mode, my God, you know how crazy was it? You Intense. know, just everyone screaming and shouting and and just <laughs> it was just raucous energy throughout the house. So. I don't know how you can compare to the type of energy. I mean, the only type of energy that you get, you know, like that is with fighting games, you know, something like Street Fighter 2, which is also a contender in the series, mm-hmm. um, or things like Super Smash Brothers or Mario Party, as I said before. So there are very few games that kind of capture that type of energy. So, you know, absolutely, I think personal attachment, I got to go Mario Kart. Uh, Goops. This is what a tough one. My heartstrings are being tugged on. I'm a huge Mega Man fan. I have a Mega Man shelf dedicated just to that. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Mario Kart on this one. The memories are way too more real with uh. this game. And I can only have a few vague memories of Mega Man. But thinking of Mario Kart, especially now after talking about it, you start feeling very nostalgic. And shit starts coming back into your mind. Yeah, Mario Kart, hands down. Well, I, I guess that, that gives it Mario Kart. We're going to go with you, Eric, but really quick. I just want to mention, it's it's just interesting that this game now has been re-released in new generations, you know, that are now able to experience it. So, you know, it released on the SNES Mini, um, and that was, you know, one of the more popular entries uh, on that, you know, on that selection. And now, as you, as you mentioned, Goops, it was also released on the Nintendo Switch Online, and now with online play. So, you know, it's really amazing that this game still has an audience, you know, enjoying it you know in, in a whole fresh perspective so just wanted to point that out but eric what do you go with yeah i think and something you guys kind of mentioned too like it's hemi have this profound realization it's that we're the the two games we have against each other here could not be more different you have a very a game that's designed to be a very singular experience in Mega Man to, to be played by yourself to be played single player uh versus a game that uh, like I said, Miyamoto and his team went into designing this racing game with the fact that it had to be two players. So everything was designed around the fact that it had to be fun to play uh, with your friends, with multiple people. Uh, I, I Unfortunately, same thing too. I 
I loved Mega Man 5 more than I thought I would going into playing it. My expectations were kind of mixed, like like I said, um, but I really ended up enjoying my time with it. Uh, just unfortunately, I have too many strong memories attached to Super Mario Kart to to pick the other way. It's just, it, it's a game, I, I the my podcast, my entire podcast is predicated around the emotions and the memories that people have around video games and if i didn't pick super mario kart i I wouldn't be true to myself or my brand (laughs) so uh just so many so many strong memories of of super mario kart growing up with with my friends so it's yeah that's that's the choice eric we would have won the pitchforks to come out but you know public opinion (laughs) is just one aspect you gotta you gotta go with what you feel in your gut uh but i'm glad that your gut tells you super mario kart so that makes it a clean sweep uh, but that's don't just... question me. I might I could easily change my mind in a second because I'm, I'm freaking out over here. So <laughs> uh, listen, we don't want anyone going up to your door and having to obtain a restraining order. Um, so we're good. We're good. That's a sweep. That's the first criteria. So that's three zero. Um, so Mario Kart takes the first point. We're gonna go now into critical commercial reception. So let's start with Mario Kart because we're already going into that. So from the Critical reception. I mean, this game just received massive, massive positive reception. It was just one of the most well-received games of all, you know, of that year. So EGM ranked it 34 out of 40. Uh, CVG gave it 96%. Famitsu, 32 out of 40, which kind of makes me feel like Famitsu was just kind of bucking the trend here. But mm-hmm. who the hell can make sense of Famitsu? They, they just, they're all over the place. Uh, Game Pro, 5 out of 5, because Game Pro gives 5s like it's nothing, or used to give 5 like it's nothing. <laughs> um, and so for an aggregate score of 94% on game rankings. So take that. Compared to Mega Man, which, as we said before in the other episode, yes, it, it had a better than expected reception. When you think about how many Mega Man games had released at the time, um, it definitely didn't, it wasn't as well received as a Mega Man 2 or as a Mega Man 3. You know, so EGM gave it a 7.75 and Game Informer gave it a 7.75 as well and GamePro gave it a 4.5. Famitsu going as low as a 23 out of 40. Um, but I think part of the reception, and, and we mentioned it you know, on the other episode, part of the reception issues with Mega Man 5 was that it was an NES game released in 1992 when the Sega Genesis had been in the market for three years at that point and the Super Nintendo had been in the market for over a year and so I think a lot of reviewers were expecting a Super Nintendo game that they didn't get Um, and and that really plays against it you know in an unfair manner I think but certainly you know it held its own but certainly not to the level of a Super Mario Kart. In terms of commercial reception, I mean, Mario Kart is an absolute juggernaut. I mean, it sold 8.76 million copies worldwide. It's the fourth best-selling game of the SNES. And, and of course, I mean, it was bundled with Super Nintendo systems, which was, I think, a brilliant move. You know, I think Nintendo really knocked it out of the park when, when doing that because it must have shifted a lot of units because people would see, oh my God, Mario Kart, that's amazing. I played at a friend's house. I want a Super Nintendo now. I really think this was a huge, you know, swing back by Nintendo, you know, in terms of, you know, what Sega was saying about it not being a cool system anymore. And it was like, well, you know, you could play the system with all your friends. You could play this game, you know, with all your friends. So I think that helped it sell a lot. And it had a really long tail because it sold more than Street Fighter 2, than Sonic 2, and even A Link to the Past. So, 
you know, in terms of, you know, it, it wasn't really ranked in any end of the year awards, but it, it has had, you know, a, a, a consistent best ever showing, you know, in many, you know, best games of all time list, particularly in the aughts. Uh, but for the time being, when it came out, the critical reception, commercial reception was absolutely astounding. So with that said, Goobs, who would you give the edge to here in critical commercial reception? Well, you got to give it to Mario Kart, man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Mega Man made it flooded the market at this point with Mega Man games, and something fresh and new like Mario Kart going up against it. You got to go with Mario Kart. Okay, well, that's that's a, a, another one for Mario Kart on critical commercial reception. I just realized that I didn't mention the, the commercial reception for, for Mega Man 5, and, you know, there's not a lot of accurate information out there, but from what I have seen, it may have sold 790,000 copies. You know, as I have said in the prior episode, you know, the fact that it's so rare nowadays, I think, speaks to the fact that it didn't sell as well as other entries in the series, because you can still find a Mega Man 2, a Mega Man 3, but Mega Man 5 is, is the most difficult one to obtain in, in the original series. So that kind of goes to speak that it didn't receive as, as good a commercial reception as the other entries. But and with also, that out of the way, go ahead, go ahead, Goops. Oh, sorry. And also Mario Kart was a system seller, like you said. Like, that sold a lot of Super Nintendos. Absolutely. I mean, whereas Mega Man 5, I don't think it necessarily moved the needle. Um, it was probably more of a game that you got if you already had an NES and you hadn't yet upgraded to the SNES. Uh, but Eric, what do you what, what do you think? What do you go with critical commercial reception? Yeah, I think th- this whole area of uh, just gaming in general, this whole era is very fascinating because, like you said, it was a time when uh, people don't really understand now if you if you weren't alive for it. But Sega had a really strong counterpunch in the Genesis uh, to Nintendo, and for a while there, they were locked dead heat. Um, Nintendo really, really, really leaned on Mario, in my opinion. Uh, as Super Mario World and Super Mario Kart uh, during the Super Nintendo's life cycle to to sell systems to catch up on the the head start that the Genesis had in the United States, uh, I, I think my short answer is it's got to be Mario Kart. I mean, you can't look at a game that sold ten times more than than Mega Man Five and and pick and pick Mega Man Five. Unfortunately, um, I, I think the the primary like like Goop said, uh, Super Mario Kart sold systems. Uh, as I kind of think about it, and as I kind of think about the scenario we're in in the current day where we're kind of still putting games on both the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5, uh, I think Mega Man 5's existence was justified because I believe the stat was like every one in four homes had a Nintendo Entertainment System in it. Uh, so they didn't want to let go of the huge amount of NESs that they had uh, just in the United States, they they didn't want to just give up on it and not make games for it anymore, and they thought they still could. But I think at this point, like you said, the the Genesis had been out for three years, the Super Nintendo had been out for for a little over a year, and I just I think that consumers are ready to, ready to move on. Uh, I I feel like if you were a fan of Mega Man, you were getting this game. Uh, it was more Mega Man, which I don't have any problem with. I think uh, the game was fantastic, but when it just comes to overall the way it was received and stuff. Uh, getting two Mega Man games in a year is is a lot. I think the market was definitely oversaturated, and I think that um, Mario Kart was just something so fresh and so new, and uh, with such iconic characters. Like at this time, uh, they pulled the United States citizenry, and it was Mario was more recognizable than Mickey Mouse. He was the most recognizable mascot in the country. So uh, yeah, if pe- when people see Mario doing things, that's that's a easy. It's easy for grandparents to buy their grandkids. It's easy for parents to to 
you know, buy for their kids on Christmas, it's Mario. That's easy. That's a no-brainer. Everyone knows that. So, yeah, commercial. No, my long winding speech is over. <laughs> it's Mario Kart. It has to be. Well, I mean, I, I really wish I could provide drama, you know, to this. But, you know, <laughs> of course, you guys already voted too, you know. <laughs> so I can't really break any deadlock here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that this is one where it's not much of a competition on, on, on this particular criteria. I think the other ones are a little bit closer. But, but with this one, it's just there's such a runaway success that even handicapping Mega Man 5 for it being a late-gen release handicapping it for the fact that it probably received a little bit more of a of a you know bad shake because the reviewers wanted something that it was not you know even with that in 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 mind i think super mario kart really kind of just (laughs) runs away with it um you know pardon the pun um so there's really no way that you can escape the the black hole that was mario kart at the time i really (laughs) think that the only other game that really can kind of stand toe-to-toe with it is, is Street Fighter 2 um, in this particular competition. So it's, you know, it was well-received, both critically and commercially, and, and I don't think that star has faded much, you know, over time. It has to some extent, but that's when we can go into Legacy a little bit. Uh, but, so that's that's another sweep for Super Mario Kart. So Mario Kart is now 2-0, so... You know, we'll see if the Blue Bomber can get back into this fight. <laughs> um, of course, as uh, in whose lines is said anyway, the numbers don't matter, the points don't matter. So, you know, maybe, you know, at the end, you know, we pull a, a twist and we decide that it was Mega Man all along. Uh, but for now, Mario Kart takes another point and another set of criteria. But now I, I want to go into what I think is, to me, the most interesting criteria. Uh, and that's Legacy. Uh, because... You know, in their own way, both of these games have a legacy. Um, but again, not to kind of belabor the point and sound like a broken record, uh, Super Mario Kart has such a blinding presence. You know, in terms of its legacy, I mean, it literally, literally started a genre. I mean, there were racing games before. Um, you know, there were simulation games before. I mean, Top Gear, which was a game that was not selected in this. King of Games 1992, <laughs> unfairly so, uh, was already there. It was already in the market. Um, so it wasn't like there was a dearth of, of racing games. But racing games in this particular context, you know, the type of kart racers, and in particular, the mascot kart racer, you know, we didn't have something like this before. And it was such a seismic shift that into the 90s and to the early aughts the the kart racer was kind of synonymous for the cash-in for like the the license game cash-in because people knew developers and publishers knew that it was such a popular it was such a popular genre that you could put it in any type of license and it would shift some copies just by virtue of it being a kart racer and all of that you can think Super Mario Kart for that. It really initiated a movement. And so, you know, the general, you know, led to, as Eric said, Crash Team Racing, which was based on Crash Bandicoot. It led to Diddy Kong Racing, which was done by Rareware. And some people argue that's the best kart racer in the Nintendo 64. I don't have a strong opinion here or there with respect to that. Um, And it also led to a bunch of different license games like 
Toy Story Racers, Muppets Race Mania, Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour, say that three times fast, um, and a bunch of other games. I mean, think of a license with cartoons, and most likely you will have a kart racer around it. And it also led, you know, I mean, even though there's been a little bit of a dearth of kart racers, you know, it, it has had a little bit of a resurgence. And, you know, one of my all-time favorite kart racers was Sega All-Star Racing Transformed. And, and that, you know, kind of goes to show that the genre itself is very timeless. Um, and in terms of legacy, I mean, you still have Mario Kart going strong. Like, Mario Kart on any system, you know, it's it's been on every single system that Nintendo has released. It's been on the Nintendo 64, it's been on the GameCube, Wii, Wii U, uh, rest in peace, um, <laughs> Switch, you know, DS, 3DS, every single one of them. And in every single one of those consoles, it's categorically one of the most played games on that console. So... The popularity of the kart racer of the series hasn't really waned. And in fact, you could argue that it's still going just as strong because now you have online play. So now you don't need to have someone, you don't even need to have friends, you know, you don't need to add friends to the equation here. Um, You can just play with strangers on the internet. Um, So that's a lot of legacy. That's a lot of legacy. But, but Goops, you know, anything, you know, you want to mention in terms of the legacy? I mean, I, I, I know you have some thoughts about this. So give me what you, what you think about Mario Kart's legacy. That's hands down probably one of the best racing games legacy-wise. It just started, like you said, all the kart racing games. You can't think of anything without, there's probably a kart racer for it. Like Ninja Turtles has one. Well, like Nickelodeon has their own. There's a whole bunch of characters in there. But yeah, it's just a absolutely phenomenal legacy for this game. And my brain's running blank. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's all good. It's just what else can be said about about the game? I mean, it just feels so self-evident, yeah. you know, that Mario Kart it just exists, just like Eric exists, just like oxygen is there. Eric, uh what do you think about uh, about Mario Kart's legacy? I mean, what 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 do you have to add in you know, in terms of Mario Kart's legacy? feeling like mario kart is the thanos of of this round of 16 because it just feels like mario kart's inevitable right um (laughs) but but really i don't know if i can add much more to what you said like it's at the time it felt like it was a game that nintendo really needed uh especially with sega firing firing on all cylinders and um during this stretch you know shigeru miyamoto and his team just put out so many so many fantastic games uh that were just so well designed uh, with the hardware limitations that they had, uh, I, I mean, I look back on this and I think that this period of time, uh, you know, all the way from Super Mario Bros. up until the mid '90s, was was probably Miyamoto at his absolute best, and all the design philosophies uh, of that of him of that that he embodies, you can find in Mario Kart. Uh, like you said, with all the multiple characters, uh, you know, you can really approach the game any way you want. That was the, a big philosophy as his, and it was just fun to play. And I just think. Yeah, what's how many games have the opportunity to start a whole subgenre of of video games? I mean, not not many. Uh, Street Fighter Two, probably. Yeah, yeah. There's like (laughs) one, two, or three, maybe. Some of which Uh, are on this show. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, ninety two was wild. Holy cow! Uh, But uh, I I kind of applied the same logic that I did to Kirby. Uh, You know, I said that Kirby kind of, you know, how many games get a chance to start? tentpole franchise for nintendo uh same logic how many games get a chance to start a subgenre tentpole uh 
for Nintendo, uh, not not many. And I I just think that uh, the legacy of Super Mario Kart can't can't be denied, no matter how much you you want to deny it. It's it's not possible. Well, let's let's not shortchange Mega Man. Uh, Eric, tell us a little bit more about what you think is Mega Man 5's legacy. Yeah, I I really tried to find a way to approach this question where I thought I could be fair, right? Just because the legacy of Super Mario Kart is is so heavy. Um, the one thing I really kind of gravitated toward on the legacy side, uh, I, I don't think it, it, in terms of like starting a franchise or starting something, I don't think Mega Man 5 has that. I do think it was probably uh, Inafune and his team kind of it was the culmination of all their years of knowledge of, of making Mega Man's because it does feel very good to play like I said I just kind of doing my research it feels like it was like by far the most put together Mega Man game not to take anything away from two or three because I know those are historically regarded as fantastic games um, the the way I approached Legacy for Mega Man 5 and I might be stretching here was uh, from a game design aspect and Something that I was kind of reading in my research, watching videos, doing things, is that um, everyone kind of agreed that Mega Man games are very, very well designed from the tight controls to the gameplay to the level design to the music. Like, as a complete package, like, Mega Man games are normally pretty good, even when they try to experiment with things that don't necessarily work out. I thought a lot of the things in Mega Man 5 were super unique. Um, the gravity switching and Gravity Man stage was was really unique. Having low gravity in Star Man stage, the Wave Runner section and Wave Man stage, like stuff that I didn't really associate with the NES era. Like they were doing a bunch of these things and things I didn't associate with Mega Man because I was just like, oh, Mega Man's like run, jump, shoot. He's jump and shoot, man. That's what he is. Um, so for a le- from answering the question for Legacy, I was like, uh, I feel like anybody that's going into game design should like look at Mega Man as like a way to like as a starting point of like okay this is how you should like design a game super tight controls feels good to play the map layouts are in such a way that you see everything that's going on and you're getting a lot of information and it kind of teaches you as you go along like how to play the game and then it adds on top of uh, themes and, and things that it's already presented to you uh, so that's kind of the route that I tried to take with it and I, I think in, in that standpoint. Um, I, I'm not taking anything away from Miyamoto and his team because that, that Nintendo EAD team was legendary. Uh, but I feel like in, it just the way Mega Man 5 was designed, I, I think that's its legacy. And I think that uh, if you want to look at good game design, go back to Mega Man. I think that, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's absolutely fair. But Goobs, uh, tell us your insight on, on the legacy of Mega Man 5. Eric pretty much nailed it right there. That was great, buddy. <laughs> I'm sweating, man. I'm like, I'm just rambling up here. <laughs> no, I, I just I just love that Eric was able to talk for at least three minutes. I didn't count, but at least three minutes on the legacy of Mega Man 5. That's, that's a tough, tall order. I think you may have just done the greatest achievement so far in King of Games 1992. I am sweating <laughs> over here. <laughs> no, look, I, I think in terms of legacy, I think... You know, there's a negative and a positive, you know, side of Mega Man's legacy. I think the negative side is self-evident. I think for a long time, Mega Man 5, and along with Mega Man 4 and 6, was generally hailed as Capcom kind of over-milking its cow. And it was kind of really uh, proof that, that, you know, Capcom was just putting out game after game after game after game. But then you look at the positive, you look at it in a positive light, and... To me, you know, it's also proof of, you know, how games can be reassessed over time. 
and I touched on, on this early on in, in, in the episode, but it really goes to show that, you know, there are some games that just like, like a fine wine, you know, you just really need to take some time to let them sit, you know, and, and let them just kind of have its moment at the, in the right day and age. And like Eric said, you know, this game on, on all fronts is a very well-designed game. The fact that, for example, you have something like uh, like Beat, you know, which is, you know, a bird that basically functions as a, you know, as an easy mode of sorts for the game. Uh, when you're facing the the, the, the gauntlet of Robot Masters uh, in the second half of the game, you know, that was a brilliant design move in my in my mind because it was a way of making it easier for players to just, you know, make it through that gauntlet. Um, you know, and it's just, there's so much charm to this game. You know, it's just like... Mega Man never stopped being charming, if slightly racist, um, but <laughs> but still charming. Um, we're just gonna smooth over that that part of its legacy, even though it's it's technically really part of its legacy. But um, yeah, I, I really do think Mega Man Five kind of stands on its own as a kind of comeback story. I really think even just the fact that we're talking about it here on King of Games 1992 shows that that this game has really made a comeback. Uh, it went through, you know, a kind of decent reception to, like, you know, everyone pounding on it because it was just, you know, Capcom just throwing out game after game after game to now, you know, when we played it in the Legacy Collection and someone like Eric picks it up, they realize, holy shit, this is actually a really good game, you know? And I think, you know, that's a good legacy to stand on its own. Um, and in a way, like I said on the prior episode, Mega Man 5, even if it's just another step in the legacy of Mega Man, it's still another step in the legacy of Mega Man. And that's such a great legacy. You know, Mega Man as a whole has such a great legacy. I mean, you could find a few duds here and there like Mega Man X7. But really, it's just, this is one of those games where like, there wasn't a dud amongst them. On the original series, you know, just the fact that it was so consistent. And just the fact that this was not just a blatant ripoff or a blatant cash-in. You know, that that I think stands on its own merits. Um... But with that, let's take our gloves off, guys. Um, <laughs> Eric, who do you give the nod to in terms of legacy? Man, as much as I'm having like such fond memories of my my time with with Mega Man Five, uh, I I just I, I still don't think it's enough to to overcome Mario Kart. I just uh, like you said, I think that just because it is a a, a fourth sequel to a long running franchise, I don't think that means you should take anything away from its legacy um i certainly don't think so and i think too that like you said i, I know what they did like a Mega Man 10 or Mega Man 11 recently a couple years ago didn't they right Something yeah like yeah Mega Man 9 10 those were kind of done in the nes style and then Mega Man 11 was the most recent one that was right. done with actual 3d graphics like 2.5d Right, and, and I know that I, I feel like reading about that at the time, it wasn't received like like super spectacularly, um, but I feel like the conversation around Mega Man has definitely gotten more positive with the release of these legacy collections of the original games and the X series. Uh, I've certainly seen a lot more positive talk around them uh, with the release of those, uh, especially, you know, those games are great to play on the Switch. Um, that being said, you don't ever get a chance to start a whole new genre of video games or subgenre of video games and i just think that's 
I have to stick with my guns because that was the argument I made for Kirby, and I can't like switch back because <laughs> the internet will yell at me. So you, you uh, totally I, I think, can, Eric. You totally can. <laughs> I'll just flip flop. I'll just be a politician. Have no morals to, to my beliefs at all. We are completely uh, amoral here. There's no question yes. about that. <laughs> um, no, it's got to be Mario Kart, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Absolutely. So that's one for Mario Kart. Goops, what do you say? Give it to us, buddy. Another thing to add to the legacy of Mario Kart is the music as well. We didn't really talk about that mm-hmm. too much. Those songs are some of those songs are still played to this day on Mario Kart games, which is still freaking phenomenal. Well, and, and am I mistaken in, in, in saying that um, that some of the tracks have actually been remade in some of the newer games? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's Rainbow Road, which Rainbow Road has been everywhere. In Eight Deluxe, there's a lot of SNES Mario Kart courses. So, so it's like even that design kind of you know stands the test of time. Yeah. So uh, again, sorry to my. Sorry to my boy, the Blue Bomber, yet again. I love you so much, Mega Man, but the legacy, you added to the legacy, but didn't cement yourself in the legacy aspect here, so Mario Kart gets the win here. I get the checkered flag. Oh, man, so I am now in the unenviable position of having to round out another almost, you know, <laughs> sweep. Um, but no, I mean, look, guys, you guys have said it. I'm, I'm really glad, I am really glad that we were all on the same page and try to give Mega Man its stay in the sun in terms of legacy. I, I, I really am proud of you, Eric. I, I, I'm very impressed. Props to you. Golf clap, all that. You made um, me speechless, bro. <laughs> one of my favorite franchises. Jeez. <laughs> Listen, you can't say that, Coops. I'm such a huge fan. You can't say that to me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like freaking out over here. <laughs> but look, man, I mean, Mario Kart, it's a supernova. It's a nuclear bomb. It's just an, an absolute devourer of suns. I, I, I can't find enough metaphors to name Mario Kart. Uh, the hyperbole escapes me. Chris, you're hating me right now. I know. I know because <laughs> I'm being so hyperbolic. But I got to because it's Super Mario Kart. And uh, there, there are so many strands of ways that Mario Kart has influenced the genre and the medium as a whole. I mean, if you look at Mortal Tune Speedway, would we have Gran Turismo without Mortal Tune Speedway? And Mortal Tune Speedway was made because Mario Kart existed. So, Forza, all the sim racers, you can thank Mario Kart. There you go. Um, but also in, in more subtle ways, you know, like the fact that Mario Kart really was what showed Nintendo that you could throw a bunch of Nintendo characters in a single game and make them do something and beat the crap out of each other. You know, whether it's at baseball, at basketball, at soccer, or just fisticuffs. You know, they could just throw them in there, people would lap it up, and it was a good time. They realized that you could perpetuate your IP just by repackaging it. That's me being cynical. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, Mario Kart was what led to all the other kind of sports games that followed, you know, all the different kind of subgenres that would develop around Mario. I think it really goes, you know, to the origin being Mario Kart. Um, and also, the, as I mentioned before, the greater emphasis on multiplayer. I really think that this is the game that led Nintendo to really start focusing on its multiplayer. And in, and in a very not-so-sort of way, I think it was one of the reasons why the Nintendo 64 was so multiplayer-focused. And one of the reasons why the Nintendo 64 came with four controller ports. Because... You know, wouldn't it, have, wouldn't it have been amazing if you could play Mario Kart with four players instead of just two? Mm-hmm. I, I really think that was the thought process that Nintendo had when designing the Nintendo 64. And I really think that, you know, from Super Mario Kart to Super Smash Brothers to Diddy Kong Racing, 
GoldenEye, all those four player games, I think you can thank Mario Kart for that. So in a way, you know, I wish that Mega Man would have a little bit more of a shot here, but again, there's just no way that I can go against Mario Kart. If I went against Mario Kart, I would just just stirring shit just for the sake of it, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. We don't want to do that, do we? Um, let's not stir shit. I, I I do like my address to be kept anonymous. I don't want to be doxed. <laughs> no doxing here. <laughs> you know? So so Mario Kart takes it in another sweep. So that's boy looking rough for Mega Man. He's a little bit bruised up now. I think, too, if I could just mention one other thing that you brought up, too, is I think, too, just the way the line from the SNES to the N64 through, Mar- through Mario Kart, I think that line extends through Smash Bros, too. Another one of Nintendo's famous IPs that started exactly because of that thought process. I, I truly believe that when they thought of Smash Bros, they're like, hey, beating the shit out of each other in carts was awesome. What if we just had them out of the carts, beat the shit out of each other? I, I really, yeah, like you said, Eric, <laughs> I, I really think it was kind of a Grand Theft Auto kind of thought process that they had. It's like, they were really annoyed. Someone used the blue shell and they were like, <laughs> you know what? What if in the final lap, we could just get down and just like start beating the crap out of each other? Like, I, I really <laughs> get think- out of the carts. <laughs> that was probably something that happened in the Nintendo EAD offices, and they were just like, oh, this is brilliant. Never let a good idea go to waste. Let's have this this fight, you know, turn into an actual video game. Um, so I think the thought of Miyamoto throwing throwing hands would be hilarious. No, he would, so just, mad at he, he, he would just throw a desk. He doesn't use hands. He just throws yeah, desks. right, too. <laughs> and then sits on top of you and smokes a cigar. Um, exactly. Call me daddy. That's, that's, the, that's the Miyamoto way. Um... Anyways, uh, let's carry on. Let's carry on, guys, because we're in the final stretch. We might as well just make it a marathon and keep going. No no sleep till Brooklyn, guys. Let's keep it going. The last criteria before we go into the final verdict. Which of these games we would rather play? Now, I'm not going to go into a spiel. I want to hear from you guys first. So, Goobs, you have on one hand Super Mario Kart and on the other Mega Man 5. Let's just say that you're playing both of this on original hardware. No no reproduction here, just on its original hardware. You're not doing Nintendo Switch Online or anything like that. If you had to go with that particular fact pattern, which of this in this day and age would you rather play? Man, which hand do I like better? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to throw one to my boy Mega Man on this one here. I'm going to switch it up a bit. All right. Because I do love myself a good platformer. This is one of the best ones on the Super... Not on Super Nintendo. This is one of the best ones on Nintendo. Even though it came out late in the system. Still a great freaking game. Music's there. The controls are tight. The bosses are fucking badass. Everything is great about this game. Mario Kart, today's day, going back now, doesn't really hold up as well as Mega Man 8 or Mega Man 5 does. My brain is going to mush right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mega Man 5 holds up great to this day. I don't know, some of that Mode 7 stuff doesn't really look too flashy now, in my opinion, in this day and age. So I'm going to give this point to Mega Man. Uh, and great point, Goobs. You know, particularly when you consider that with Mario Kart, you're essentially always playing with half the screen. Super Mario Kart in particular, you know, and and the fact that you don't even have a full screen, you know, in this day and age, I mean, it it doesn't bother me, but it doesn't bother me because I played it back in the day. Uh, but I could see how someone playing the game nowadays would be like, why can't I see the full screen? You know, why is this like this? Why do I need a map that serves me no purpose? 
So there are some things with Mario Kart that you definitely can criticize nowadays, but I'll get into that when you know I start talking about you know who am I going with. But uh, give it to us, Eric. You know now you have a little bit of a different scope here because Scoops has already voted Mega Man. So now you have a little bit more of an angle to go one way or the other. Yeah, like I said, I I, I didn't I didn't unfortunately have um, classic hardware to play this stuff on, so I, I did have to play Mario Kart on the Switch, and I did have to emulate. Ooh, no, Nintendo's gonna come and arrest me now. Uh, <laughs> Mega Man Five. So, um, but when I went back and played both, after just kind of thinking about my time with them, uh, even like right now as I sit in this chair. Uh, I want to go back and play Mega Man 5. I want to go back and keep playing and experience more and maybe even go back and, and play some of the earlier Mega Man, uh, maybe play like 2 and 3. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I just kind of ended my time with Super Mario Kart, uh, I, I did really enjoy it. I had a lot of great nostalgic memories attached to it that I was thinking of as I was playing. But by the end of it, I was just kind of like annoyed. <laughs> annoyed at a lot of, like like you said, the, the Mode 7 stuff today, it, it didn't, look as good as i remember um i understand why they did half the screen with the map on the bottom because they wanted you to be used to the idea of playing with half the screen with two people like i understand that but uh man just and and this was kind of a problem too i had with mario kart 64 uh the rubber banding ai is relentless (laughs) in 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 these early kart racers absolutely relentless like if you have a character that's behind you in Mario Kart within any stretch. Uh, you're just going to get bombarded with whatever their item is that they throw at you. Just absolutely just just blast it over and over. And by the end of it, I was just like, I'm just like, I'm annoyed. Like, I don't want, I and I was just like, I'd much rather go back and, and play Mega Man. I just felt that uh, compared to Mario Kart and compa- like right side by side when, when I got done playing both of them, uh, I just kept thinking about Mega Man. I didn't really think too much more about mario kart after i had played it but even now like i said i'm gonna go back and check out some of the older mega man titles so yeah i'm giving mega, mega man this one it, it, it can't be a clean sweep for mario kart i refuse to let it be a clean sweep for mario kart. <laughs> and we don't want to make eric angry i mean he'll throw his whole <laughs> funko pop collection at you um and that's a lot of funko pops to be thrown at you so that, don't don't, don't make eric angry um <laughs> but this is a very interesting 180 that we have here because basically Mario Kart has stampeded all over Mega Man 5 and all of a sudden now we're talking about which game we would rather play and we now have Mega Man winning this one because I, I can't I can't break any tie anymore. You guys both selected <laughs> Mega Man 5. Um, and guess what? I'm going to go with Mega Man 5 as well. We're going to make it a Let's clean go. sweep. You know why? Because of many of the points that Eric said, but beyond that, when you think about Mario Kart, when you go past, you know, the nostalgia goggles that you have on, when you think about those experiences and those vivid memories, and you say, okay, let's let's put on Mario Kart now in this day and age. If you try to play a single player, you're going to deal with the awful rubber banding. And that makes you very, very frustrated. <laughs> and so if you go into any of the Grand Prix, you have to basically be nearly perfect in order to win the game. And that's because the AI is very cheap and the AI can do things that you can't do and the rubber banding is awful. So when you play it single player, it's not really the way it's meant to be played. And so it makes for, I would say, to put it mildly, an unsatisfying experience. And then you try to go into multiplayer, you try to play a multiplayer. And let's say that you have a few buddies over, you just popped open a Corona because there's only Coronas in this house. <laughs> um and you know you start playing 
you do the battle mode or you do the actual you know races and you realize boy this looks flat doesn't it and yes it does because that's what mode 7 is about it does look very flat um and you start wondering where who is this Donkey Kong Jr. character? <laughs> Why can't I play as Wario? Um, so course, confused. You know, so you have all these things, you know, and then you you ask yourself, well, why can't we play four players? You know, because you couldn't play four players. Um, and then 10 minutes into it, you wonder, why aren't we just playing another Mario Kart? Why aren't we just playing Mario Kart 64 or Mario Kart Double Dash? Or even Mario Kart Wii, you know? I mean, that's kind of the uh, the ugly stepchild of the Mario Kart series. But <laughs> even that, you know, has a little bit more of, a, of an enjoyable factor nowadays than Mario Kart. So when you look at the single player and the multiplayer, you know, both of them, I think it fails what it, what it was able to achieve back in the day, you know, when you look at it now in this day and age. So, you know, by comparison, you look at Mega Man... And I think, you know, it's still just as tight as ex- an experience as it was back then. You know, the only thing I will say about Mega Man is that it's still frustrating as hell because it's so hard. It's not necessarily unfairly hard, even though it has its fair share of those, you know, types of difficulties. Um, but you don't have the rewind function because we're assuming that you're playing it on original hardware. So you do have to portend with those uh you know issues that you would have with the NES hard type of games that were so common back in the days but i would say and even also then the lag. and the lag mm-hmm. and and the lag um and the screen flicker um you have to deal with all those things but i would say even then even then i i still think that it's just a timeless a timelessly designed game in, in a way and i would still as you say eric when you think about it you still want to go back to it. Even though you're getting your ass kicked, you know, oh my god, I'm going to say it. It's kind of like Dark Souls. <laughs> you want to go oh, back to no. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there you go. Get kicked out of the podcast. Oh um, man. No, it's just, it's the, it's, the, it's the enjoyment of having one more go. It's the enjoyment mm-hmm. of, I want to get better at this game. I want to understand its intricacies. I want to get better at that gravity stage. I want to figure out what the right way to beat this robot masters is and get the right weapons you know there's just a whole layer of enjoyment that again when we look back on it now without having the saturation of the times i really think it makes Mega Man shine so yeah i'm gonna give it to Mega Man, which is a stunning a stunning come from behind counter punch from the little blue bomber i mean this is basically Rocky, you know, and, and Rocky won, just, you know, making its, you know, one more combat here. So, right. with that said, the cut criteria me Dr. is... White. Yeah, cut me Dr. White. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, it's 3-1 with respect to the criteria, at least the formal criteria. But that means it's finally time to go to the verdict. And guys, we have made it. We, we have marathoned this baby. We haven't taken a break you know, so props to you both. Um, <laughs> we're going to go into the verdict. Which of these games deserves to win? Which of these games deserves to advance to the round of eight and take it one step further in the King of Games 1992? So this is a very hard decision, guys, because now we have seen at the tail end that Mega Man has some fighting legs. So there's a little bit of drama here. 
A drama that was maybe unexpected, but a drama nonetheless. And this is the best kind of drama. So, with the come from behind, Goobs, what would you say? Does Mega Man advance, or does Mario Kart advance? I don't know. The Legacy's really going to carry Mega Man, or not Mega The Legacy's really going to carry Mario Kart through this. And, I don't know, it's a heavy hitter. It really is. There's no denying that, but the... Shit, man, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I want to put the blue bomber through. I really do. But I got I to gotta put Mario Kart through. I really want to put Mega Man through because I'm a huge fan of Mega Man, but I can't let that blind me from the, the facts here. My hmm. Mario Kart goes through. I, uh... I am very, uh, I am very impressed with your self-restraint, uh, groups. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you were able to make a, a very sane and rational decision that's not going to lead to any kind of personal injury to yourself or your family. Um, but with that, Eric, you are now on the hot seat. Um, who do you go with, having said everything that we have said and having given both of these games their props? So. Just to kind of take you guys on, on my journey through this whole experience for this matchup specifically, like, like I said, when I when I found out that Mega Man Five was going up against Mario Kart, I, I almost instantly, without doing any kind of research or homework, was just like, "Yeah, Mario Kart's gonna win." Like hands down, I was convinced. There was there's no doubt in my mind that Mario Kart was was the better game. But that being said, playing Mega Man Five really surprised me. It it really did. It. I, I, I didn't have any expectations going into this game because I didn't know... Uh, my expectations are probably actually pretty low for this game because, uh, for me, Mega Man X is one of my favorite games of all time, even having played it so late in my life. And it's, I think, one of the best games, not only on the Super Nintendo, but but possibly ever, if I could be so bold. It's it's fantastic. Um, like I said, that being said, I went back to Mega Man 5 and... Uh, I absolutely had a, such a great time with it. Uh, one of my favorite gaming experiences of this year, hands down. Uh, it was fantastic. It's got me interested in playing the old games again. And that's something that uh, doesn't happen to me a lot. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, in my advanced age here, set in the games that I want to play. Uh, so to get the chance to, to play something like this, this has been my favorite experience of, of King of Games so far. Uh Mega Man is it's so great in the way it's designed. I had so much fun playing it, and I think even though it's kind of crazy, the Dark Souls comparison kind of makes sense because uh, for (laughs) me, the best part about Dark Souls is that triumph of overcoming the boss, and I felt those moments of triumph overcoming the Mega Man levels and overcoming the stages after having died so many times and and finally mastering them. Uh, It it felt absolutely fantastic. Um, So Mega Man Five changed my mind uh, on so many levels and even throughout this whole even talking to you guys like I've been flipping back and forth and I've been really trying to think about what game truly 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 deserves to go through to the next round uh, but all things considered uh, again I'm going back to my experience with Kirby here I, I think I have to stick with my original guns uh, I-, I think it has to be Super Mario Kart and I think the, the reasons that it is are the reasons that I laid out. Uh, it, it has become an absolute juggernaut for Nintendo, and uh, I'm trying to look at it in the year it came out and the legacy that it left behind, and not just kind of my personal feelings. I'm trying to be rational about it. I really am. Uh, but Mario Kart created something that is one of the it, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the most successful game on the Switch today. It has sold 45 million units. 45 million units. 
from a game that was spawned all the way back on the Super Nintendo and is still going strong to this day and created one of it is responsible for one of my favorite games of all time Crash Team Racing it's just it did so many things to widen Mario and and open so many doors for him into after he, he even though he was already so dominant I'm I'm tripping over my words just thinking about it and I think that kind of shows my emotion here that I'm having a hard time with this but it's it's I know it's probably anticlimactic and I really really Loved Mega Man Five so much in this matchup, I really did. But it's gotta, it's gotta be Mario Kart for just everything that it did and everything that it stands for, and uh, the franchise that it continues to be to this day. Eric, God, thanks for undercutting the drama, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it dramatic there for a little bit. I was trying, man. I'm sorry. No, no. Look, I, I, I will. Yeah, I mean, I really want to go Mega Man here. Uh, but then Chris would probably kick me out and never speak to me again. <laughs> um, so I, I have to look at this in a very level-headed way. And um, I really think that it's just Mega Man, you know, at least in this King of Games 92, I'm, I'm very impressed. It's honestly impressive the way that it's been able to show itself. Like you said, Eric, when I looked at this, I said, who the hell got Mega Man 5 in there? And why and how are they so wrong? But honestly, when you really put it up against these other games and you really think about it from a modern perspective, it's just a really damn good game. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just really a game that deserves to have a better reputation. And I love that comeback story, you know. But like Rocky won, we all know Rocky didn't win against Apollo Creed. Um and I gotta go Mario Kart, just as with you guys have gone Mario Kart, because really, when you think about the legacy of Mario Kart, I really think that that Mario Kart may struggle in later rounds, just because of what we mentioned about which game would rather play today. But when you think about the legacy, there really is a way that you think if Mario Kart didn't exist, how would world history have changed? Would <laughs> Russia have invaded Ukraine? <laughs> Oh, I, I I don't know. I I, I don't know. What's going to take? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, hyperbole because I, I I am going to go all in on the hyperbole because I am the host of this episode and I can do it. And Chris, fire me if you want, but I'm gonna go full <laughs> hyperbolic. That's um, what he gets for having you host. <laughs> no, really. But but my point that I'm trying to prove is that really there's a before and after Mario Kart. There has to be. It's just the ripple effect, the butterfly effect of Mario Kart's release has been hugely felt. And we're still feeling it to this day. And I really do think that it's such, it created such a genre that's going to be timeless for generations down the line. I really do think that when Nintendo releases its next console, we're going to see another Mario Kart. And when it releases the console after that, we're going to see another Mario Kart. So... Again, the formula itself is so timeless that there's just no question that this game deserves to advance. And again, I I love that we made it more competitive than we initially thought it was going to be coming into it. Um, But there's just no way that I can't, you know, let Mega Man advance in light of how important and powerful Super Mario Kart has been to the medium as a whole. Uh... Again, it may not have such an easy road going forward, but for now, I think that I got to go Super Mario Kart for a clean sweep, even though I think that this was a sweep that 
if it was all up to her hearts, it wouldn't have been a sweep. If it was mm-hmm. just about her hearts, Mega Man may have taken it. But we managed to stay objective, guys. So props, bravo to everybody, you know, for being level-headed. Um, and there you have it, Super Mario Kart Advances. With a heavy heart, I'm telling you right now, if that was an RPG, Mega Man was going against, Mega Man would have went through. <laughs> I I agree. I think I looked at some of the games in this tournament, and I was just thinking now, I'm like, if Mega Man 5 were matched up against some other games, I could definitely see it advancing later into the stiff, later rounds, for sure. Just got a bad seed. I absolutely love it. I love it. So we're going to bid Mega Man 5 goodbye. Um, we're going to show it the door and then probably kick it. Um, <laughs> because now we're moving on to other things. And so we'll see what the matchup, you know, is for Super Mario Kart. But guys, it's been awesome. It's been great to be back. Um, and it's been great to be on a first episode with both of you. Uh, so now let's go into, you know, all the spiel about where we can find you guys. So give me some shilling, guys. Eric, where can we find you? What can you plug? Give me all the pluggables. Yeah, so uh, I, as you guys said, as you said at the top of the episode, I am the host of the Unlockables podcast. Uh, you can find me pretty much wherever you know your standard podcatchers, uh, Apple, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Uh, I build that as the story of video games, people who play them, and the memories made along the way. And I bring people on my show just to talk about their memories around games, and then some of my memories around the games that that are very personal to me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the one true sire. Uh, I don't have my own discord, but I'm in a lot of discords, uh, with you guys. So if you see me there, just say, Hey, uh, I'm very bad at discord. So sometimes I'll disappear for days or weeks and then, and then pop back in when I see something funny. So, uh, don't take it personally, but, um, and then on Instagram, uh, at unlockables podcast, that's where I do a lot of my shout outs and stuff. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, I love talking to to the new people, I love talking about games, so just say hi, uh, make fun of me, whatever you want. If it makes you feel better, go for it. And for, for the record, I am fully expecting a Mega Man 5 episode on your podcast, so just just putting it out there, man. Um, just got added. You've now backed yourself so, into a corner, so so there you go. That's fine. Um, Goobs, where can we find you, buddy? Oh, you can find uh, the show that I'm a co-host of with my buddy Toby, Secret Levels Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're pretty much everywhere. We got a Discord as well. Come join that shit. It's a lot of fun. And uh, my personal is uh, GoobsWN on Twitter and Instagram. Or just go to BadSecretMedia.com. Just go there. It has all the good shit that you need to find me and what I do and where I'm at. Awesome, man. And I know that you also make frequent uh, guest uh, showings on, on, on all the various podcasts. I'm all over the place, and, man. And this... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're very promiscuous, Goobs. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, we, we don't judge around here. Um, I'm a slut. Anyways, I have nothing to plug because I am a stateless podcaster. Um, I am a retired <laughs> podcaster. I'm in my rocking chair. Chris got me for one final fight, um, and here I am. Uh, so I have nothing to plug except the Retro Hangover podcast. Uh, you're listening to this because of the good work done by Chris and Shane. Um, they've carried the torch after uh, uh, the end of the Region Free Gamers podcast. Um, so make sure to go listen to them. They're pretty good dudes, I think. Um, <laughs> haven't found any any skeletons in their closet <laughs> yet. So you know, if you want to hear good takes about video games uh, and not so good takes from Chris, who thinks that Super Mario Brothers Three is overrated, uh, oh, go 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 listen to them. Uh, this episode has been brought to you by by them, and uh, definitely join their Discord where we have a lot of discussions about anything and everything. And we even have a sizable. 
migration and exodus from the region free gamers community in there so you can still find a lot of us from the region free gamers world in there as well so uh, definitely retro hangover reason why you're listening to this amazing episode of king of games 1992 so with that said uh this is the end my dear friend and uh mega man good to see you good showing super mario kart put up your dukes you're going on to the next round see you everyone